This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley and... In the room with me, I have the fiance right now, and I'm going to take some really deep, deep cleansing breaths right now, because I'm going to forewarn you that this one is not going to be the happiest of podcasts, but hopefully, if I can get through it, if we can get through it, one of the more uh, inspirational ones that I've ever done. So, and also one of the most important. Um, so Marshall's here with me, babe. Um, we're going <laughs> to, I guess, just speak freely when you want to, I guess, yeah. you know, because this isn't exactly the easiest conversation for us to have with you guys, but it was one that we really, really wanted to share. And when I say really, really, it reminds me the name of this podcast is really Riley. And I, when I initially started this whole thing, I wanted to um, be as real as I can. As re- I, you guys are going to have to forgive me if I'm a little shaken when we're doing this one, because this one's hard. Um, but I wanted to be as real as possible with people that listen to this and give a window into my life of not just triumphs, but struggles the happy times, the sad times. And I also wanted to make sure that this was a podcast that kind of touches upon some things that people maybe don't always want to talk about. You know, when we're on the air during the week and during the regular show hours, I feel like our job is really to entertain. You know, it, it it's like, it's, it's, a sol- it's a sense of solace too in times that are sad, for me at least, because of the fact that For those five hours a day, you get to get away from your troubles in life and you get to just maybe laugh a little bit or maybe make somebody else's day good and happy. And then when it came to this podcast, I was like, well, I still want to do that, but I also want to be able to touch upon some of the things that are hard. And again, forgive me if I'm rambling a little bit. So the month of July for myself and I think for you too, baby Mm -hmm. has been one of some of the greatest, most magical pieces of joy that I, we have ever had in life. And also some of the most painful, I think. So you're probably wondering at this point, Riley, what the hell are you getting at? So I will get to the point. Uh, Last Sunday, I had a miscarriage. And even saying that out loud right now, 
is really hard because for me, nothing in life feels real until I talk to you guys about it. And I know that that might sound cliche or that some might say, oh my God, I can't believe she's doing this for attention. And I promise you it's not that. But for the last 16 years of my life, every single thing has always been shared on the air or to listeners and in sharing those highs and lows, however incredibly high or incredibly low they might be, it's helped me get through some things. So Marshall and I both decided, because I asked you about it, right, babe? You know, Mm -hmm. I said, you know, how do you feel about sharing this? We both decided that we wanted to because it seems like it's a topic that gets brushed over a lot, whether it be because of pain or because, you know, people just don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. But I think us as a couple, we always individually and together have liked to inspire. So, y'all, I'm going to do my best to get through this without blubbering the whole way. Um, so Marshall and I had just got engaged and I don't want to like, yeah, we were trying right for Mm -hmm. a baby. Yeah. You know, uh, it was our first go at it and we thought, okay, well maybe it's not the right time to try for a baby. We have a wedding and all this, that, and the other. I mean, we'd already been trying sort of before I got engaged because I didn't know the ring was coming, but I knew that. Marshall, you were my person, and let's be real here, time wasn't in the abundance because I'm 37, and as the damn biological clock ticks away in your head, you think, you know, why not? Let's see what God's got for us. So we had the Flow app, which I still, nobody's paying us to say this, I absolutely recommend that sucker because it's dead on. Um... But we got engaged, we were celebrating all of that and moving on with life as, you know, newly engaged couple goes. And for like the last, for like three weeks, I had been saying like, God, like my boobs are just swollen and something's just off. Like something just feels weird. And of course, Marshall would always look at me and give me that cute little eyebrow twitch like, hey, you think? What does Flo say? Like, I think you were more about the flow out than I was. Yeah, there was a few days I think you missed tracking it. Updating the symptoms. I just kind of gently reminded you to check it. <laughs> As you ever so gently do anything when you're asking me to do something. Gotta be careful. I love you. Um, but we got home and checked it that day and it said, you're two days late. And I was like, oh my God. Like, wait a minute, my boobs have been super swollen. And that was the tell for me when I was pregnant with Lyric. And I was like, oh, God. And then I think I kind of just knew. Like, I think I knew that before I, I, I took a test, took the test that I was pregnant. And I remember Marshall telling me something a while before. Like, I asked him, like, how would you want me to tell you? You know, would you want me to make it special? Did you want, like, a big blown out thing? And Marshall said... No, I kind of just want it to be something simple and I want to be like cooking something in the kitchen and just doing what I normally do. And you like come up behind and surprise me and just tell me. You remember that I remembered that, did you? No. 
Yeah, that one stuck in my head. I kept that in the back memory pocket. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, well, I'm home. I have to pee. <laughs> you had asked me all that day, like, are you hydrated? Are you hydrated? We had to go to, we went to grocery shop right before. And I kind of had this feeling that it was going to happen. Did you? I, I, I did. I, I mean, because you were, you had talked about a lot of the symptoms earlier mm. and that flow app's just dead on so yeah. like i was like there's something there's something up here i think i don't know so you just kind of knew as well like it was just kind of a feeling in the air so i went upstairs and took the test and i put it down and i got like you know the digital ones and I, it gives you a second to think and i just like i was really calm about it like I, we had taken a test the week before and it said negative and i was like I was really hopeful with that one. I was like, oh my God, I want it to be positive. And it was negative. And I was like, oh my God. But with this one, I was like, I just kind of know. I kind of know there's something in there. It was the same thing with Lyric when I tested with him. It was like, I just knew. And I went about my business and I had some laundry to do. So I kind of put that and I switched over the laundry. And then I walked back in there and I had the lights off in the bathroom. So I couldn't really see the digital screen. But I just kind of knew before I even walked up to it. And I picked it up and it said, pregnant. And I didn't have like a no shit moment, but I remember having this feeling of like giddy, like giddy. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can't, you know, this is Marshall's would have been Marshall's first baby. So I wanted to go downstairs and like get to him as quickly as possible. And this is a moment that I still will never forget that I went around the corner and he had his face in a bag of pop chips like guys do. Just cocked back with trying to get all the crumbs down his gullet. Yeah, they were a white cheddar. And I just, I don't know if that moment still will be forever ingrained. It'll still stay special. But I stood there and waited for him to take the chips away from his mouth. And I kind of like couldn't breathe for a second. Not that I was nervous, but I, you, you just kind of looked at me and like you, you do this thing like when you're kind of like concerned about something or you don't know what's up, you'll like look left to like you're rapid fire with your eyeballs, like it left to right, left to right, left to right. And I was like, oh my God, babe. And I just handed it to you and you're like, what? What? Are you serious? And I just kind of gave it to you. I was like, well, look. And you're like, oh my God. And I remember that's all you kept saying. It was just, oh my God, oh my God. And we hugged and kissed and it was a moment, you know? And again, I, I really want to bring it back to a second because I know a lot of people are like, what the hell is this Debbie Downer of a podcast? But I, I guess I'm sort of wanting to go through these moments in hoping to make everyone feel or at least make us feel too, they can still be beautiful and they can still be a memory. Well, I think a lot of that too, and I guess that was kind of the okay of, of doing this and talking about this together, is that like when you're in that classroom and, you know, the teacher asks if anyone has any questions, you know, most of the classroom is thinking the exact same thing. You're just waiting for that one person to ask it so you don't have to. And I think in this, you know, sharing this story 
I think there's a lot of people out there that it could help. And I think for me, that kind of outweighs um, the backlash of what people might say. The backlash. And I guess, you know, talking about something, you know, of this magnitude and sharing that portion of it, you know, it, it's uh, normally a very private thing, but I think, you know, it's just, it's something that I, I guess people should know that they're, you know, they're not alone yeah. in that. And, you know, if they can draw any hope for, from it, you know, it's kind of. Right. So after we got over like the little getting us to ourselves at first, I thought, you know, I don't know if we should tell anybody, you know, there's always that window of the possibility of something bad happening. But then that went away in about five seconds. And I was like, we got to call my mom. Mama's reaction was a little concerned. She was in Target. She had grapefruits in her hand and we FaceTimed her and she was like, okay. And then we called my sister and my sister was really excited, like really excited for Marshall, I feel like too. And love you, sis. But my sister don't like anybody, but she loves her some Marshall. So that was a really special thing. Another big relief and multitask very well. She was cooking when we told her. Yeah. And told us a story about poop. Yes. Hi, er- hi Erica. <laughs> so then we decided to call your parents. And I think this is where it gets really hard for me because, you know, my parents have been through the grandchild thing three times already. And this was their first go around with it. Marshall's the oldest of three and adopted all of them, you know, so they had a different journey with getting their children albeit still beautiful is all anything, but different. And their reaction was, again, another memory that I'll always have. Because it gave me a window like into who they are as people and how much they really do love you. Because your dad never cries, according to you. Uh, Probably. I could count it on my hand and it wouldn't even fill that up in... 31 plus years. And his mom was really excited and as colorful as she always is. <laughs> Love you, B. Um, but it was also a special moment. So after telling the people that were closest to us and getting excited about it, Life kind of resumes as normal, you know, as normal as it could be. Like, oh, God, what about the wedding? What about the engagement photos? Ah, what are we going to do? Oh, my God, I don't know. And so then we had a trip planned in New York City for a big workout that weekend. And I'm making this a point for a reason, because if you've ever gone through this or you're going through this, I don't want you to do what I did to myself surrounding this topic. So we were going for this workout and of course I want to be the tough Riley that I always am. And I want to be Rambo and I want to get out there and I want to kill it as always, and you know, make Marshall proud, which he's proud of me anyway and go out there and kill this workout. And, you know, it was a really tough one. It was hot outside and I was like, I can do it. You know, it's fine. And he's of course standing over me through every single move with water and trying to make sure that I'm safe. And just FYI, nobody, but nobody tells Riley what to do. And 
now standing where we are today, I guess I kind of like beat myself up. Like, what if there's always the question of what if, what if I hadn't done this? What if I hadn't done that? What if I hadn't done that workout? What if I had slept more, hadn't had more caffeine, hadn't had enough caffeine? Or what if I had done anything differently? But from me to you, if you're going through this right now, I want you to stop that. Because we plan and God laughs, right? And there's not really a whole lot you can do in this situation, but just accept. So after the workout and after an amazing weekend in New York, we came home and Sunday morning, I think we had known we were pregnant for what, babe? Like five days, maybe? Four or five days at that point. We're already starting to like make plans and, you know, of course we already have names picked out that are super special and I don't want to get super graphic, but, you know, in the morning I noticed there was something wrong. You know, a little bit, something on the tissue paper that you don't want to be there, that you don't want to see. And I'm like I said, I'm not going to get graphic. You can, you, you, can, you can do the math in your head of what I saw. But I'm thinking, okay, it's all right. You know, I had a little bit of this with Lyric and everything was fine. But in, in, in the sense of me, I knew what was happening. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew that it was coming. So throughout the day, everything was still kind of okay. But then later on that night, what I saw on the tissue was more. And I... We sat there and toiled back and forth as to what we were going to do because we had a doctor's appointment on Monday to confirm, you know, your first doctor's appointment is supposed to be this big, joyous event. And I thought we should probably go to the emergency room because I don't know, like you think in your head, like, what if there's something they could do? What if they can help? What if they can, what if we can stop this? And I just wanted to go and try. And again, I have to come back to if there's anything that comes out of this for me and for you guys listening to this, it's hope and uh, holding on to the good stuff throughout. So as we're sitting there in the emergency room, I remember Marshall just talking to me and trying to calm me through it and trying to keep me calm. And I'll say this. I knew more so in that moment, in that day, even if I, of course I knew it before, but I knew it more then that I had picked the right one, the right person, my person, because in times of love, it's always great. You know, everything is all sparkles and glitter, but marriage and family life isn't just all rainbows and Skittles. And I remember thinking that in the midst of all this. And I remember just all the sweet things that you were saying and how there was just like this endless hope within you that until you absolutely knew what was happening, you weren't going to let go of that. And I won't forget that. And eventually it won't be a source of pain, but a source of hope too. Deep breaths, right, Boo? That's right. Um, 
So yeah, we left the hospital that night knowing what was happening and knowing that it was gone. Apparently I was like eight weeks. We thought it was shorter than that. Um, but oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard not to blank out and just stay focused, but I guess we're where I want to go with this now, unless babe, there's anything else you want to touch on that I haven't. You don't have to. I, I mean, I guess it's just kind of my head's still being wrapped around it, you know, because I think the the biggest, the hardest thing for me was this roller coaster ride where everything was just trending up for July, and I think that kind of capped it off, because I, I think. For me in this, um, not that it's ever mattered to me, but like this was going to be like the first blood relation I ever had with anybody, you know, being adopted and then um, my brother and sister coming from different families. So um, we're going to have our little Asia Rican and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to trademark that. Um, I love you. <laughs> but I, I mean, for, for me, like, I guess that was a thing. Like until I knew I didn't. And, you know, I guess in that moment, um, seeing you that broken and that upset, um, killed me. And, you know, even kind of rehashing some of this right now. And I guess that's when, you know, some of the things that I've had to learn to develop, um, you know, of kind of being calloused and being able to put things in a different place where you don't think about it. Um, this is kind of like the first time in my life where, I'm faced with those emotions that yeah. I really haven't had to deal with at this magnitude ever. So, um, you know, I guess that's just kind of where, where I'm coming from and I guess where we're coming from and to know that you're not alone out there. Um, I mean, I guess it's like a, it's also another piece of this that doesn't get talked about is from the like male perspective in a sense, you know, because of course it's, I'm not, you know, I can't say it's it's better or worse for each party going through it, but it, it is equally equal parts as hard. You know, it's our bodies and everything like that, but then it's also equally as difficult when you're on the outside and like egg of it. And you, I can't imagine like the helplessness of feeling like you want to protect your love and, you know, like you always protect me and there's just not a whole lot you can do. You know, and I know that there are some people really listening to this right now that might be thinking like, what the hell? Like, what is this? Like, what the hell? Like, why are you just trying to make us cry? Are you trying to make us sad? Or please God forgive us. Like if, if it's making you sad for going through this, if you're going through it right now or have been through it or know somebody, but here's the thing that I want to bring it back to. Like even on the way here, as we were, you know, driving into the station to talk about this I started listening to uh, the song that I've listened to for years and years and years it's a Christian song called hope now and it talks about everything relies on hope now and that's really where I want to be right now in a sense of hope like in a sense of uh, this too shall pass but not only shall it pass it'll lead to a road of perseverance like that hope that I was talking about with Marshall then is still there now. It's a, you know, 
we're going to get through this. We're going to have our blessing. It's going to happen. And that's, it's difficult for me because I'm a person that I'm all about speaking things into existence. I really, truly feel as though I spoke Marshall into existence a couple years ago when I started really just surrounding myself with the thought of the power of positivity is all that I can think about. So that's the place that we're trying to come from now. Even if it comes from a place of naivety, I don't care. I just feel like this will be something that has tested our very young relationship in the best way possible. And that if we can get through this, there is not a motherfucking thing we can't get through together. And yes, I said motherfucker because I felt like it was warranted in that situation. I just feel like this is something also that so many people don't like talk about. Like so many people get shocked at how this could happen. But then like, and I'm quoting, a, am quoting, miscarriage march of dimes right now when I read this that for women that know they're pregnant about 10 to 15 in 100 pregnancies end in miscarriage and what that means is for women that know they're pregnant so this is probably even more reoccurring and again please don't get mad at me if I'm misquoting I'm just trying to give my perspective I knew for about five days if I hadn't have tested this could have been passed off as just a really shitty painful heavy period So I think that when it happens to you, you just get blindsided of, oh my God, how could this ever happen to me? What's wrong with me? Am I broken? Am I ever going to be able to conceive again? Is this my fault? All of these things. And I just really want this. We just really wanted this more than anything to be like, you don't have to go through this by yourself. You don't have to feel hopeless. You don't have to feel broken. You are not broken. You're not broken because I'm right there with you. If that's how you felt. Well, I think the thing from this too, and I always say this, you know, things happen for us, not to us, good or bad. And I think some of the good from this is, you know, sharing the story in hopes it helps other people um, because, you know, everyone's asking like, why me? And I think the attitude to have right now is try me, you know, so you're always looking for lessons to learn and to still stay hopeful. I mean, that's kind of what um, I always tell other people, you know, like The Rock is someone that um, I admire a lot. And it's not because he made himself, you know, the victim in all the struggles he had, it was because, you know, he had that attitude mentality and pushed through and that's why he's inspirational. And, you know, we're not doing this today to really put ourselves on that level, but to share a little piece or a big piece of what we've been through in the hopes it helps you. And I guess the mindset that we're using right now to get through it. Yeah. You know, is that, I guess, the best way to... Yeah, like I, I just also like want to make the point that like we're not trying to act like the way that we're dealing with this right now is the way that you should deal with it and if you don't deal with it that way that you're wrong I, I, I that's not the message and like this podcast right now is being done and given with all of the respect and love that could possibly come out of this microphone I just couldn't imagine going through this and feeling so alone Because that, to me, would be the worst. 
And, you know, some people have asked, well, what's, what's your plan next? Where you guys go from here? Well, y'all haven't known Marshall very long. But any of you that have followed me for five minutes know that nobody puts Riley in the corner. <laughs> and I mean, our plan as of right now is to heal and try again. I mean, and I'm not saying that that should be the plan for anybody else. Everyone has their own way of dealing and navigating through pain. But for us, it seems like if there's a will, there's a way. And we are blessed that we were able to conceive it all. And this is a dream that we, we want to realize and we'll do what we can to realize it. Yeah. I mean, I guess in that too, you know, I believe God will never throw anything at you that you can't handle. So it's for a purpose. And I think all the strength and everything we're going to get from this moving forward is going to prepare us that much more for, for that day. Yeah. I mean, it's just taught me how much I love you, how much I love you and how much when God willing we have our little miracle whatever vein it takes to get there that child will be loved so much you know I see the way that you love my son with every single ounce of everything that you are and that was a responsibility you took on, not because you had to, but because you want to. So we're blessed in so many things like gratitude and recognizing what it you still have every day as you draw breath in in the morning has been a big thing. It's been a big way to heal. And that sounds hard at times. It is hard at times. Like we've both been through waves of emotion of every single thing you can think of from anger to elation and then being upset because you're elated. Like I shouldn't be happy in this time. But then I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like we're getting married. I found my person. We have each other. And Lord knows Marshall being a police officer, being adopted, going through all these different things growing up, me having a lot of bullets pierced through me if throughout the years, through all these different things that have happened, we found each other. And that's always a blessing. I have a beautiful, healthy little boy that we both adore to the ends of the earth. We have a home over our heads. We are both healthy. We both have jobs. We have a beautiful life ahead of us, whatever, which way it spins. So gratitude is the thing that is getting us through it right now. I feel like still some more deep cleansing breaths. You know, I really hope you guys listen to this. And even if there is a little bit of hate, which I expect, you know what I mean? Because there's different perspectives, different strokes for different folks. And some people might look down on the idea that we're doing something so publicly that most would think would be a private thing that you would never tell anyone but your closest family. And that's fine. For me, I knew that being real and being open and God willing, being inspirational was the way I wanted to tell this story. And when Marshall gave me the green light 
and not only gave me the green light, but wanted to also talk about the way that he felt about it too. I said, we have to. Well, I mean, thank you for listening to us. Uh, not so much, I guess, vent, but lit a huge weight. Um, it heals us too. Off our chest, I guess, in talking about it. Because, you know, with everything, you know, you kind of walk around with anxiety and then anger and then sadness. And then that cycle kind of had just repeated um, since that time. So I think it's healing in that. And if it helps even one person, I think it's worth it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Well, I think um, in closing, I too want to mimic what Marshall said. Like, thank you so much for letting us, you know, expel this hurt in a little way. And yeah, if you're hurting or this is you, the DMs are always open, y'all. <laughs> I mean that. I want to be able to help in whatever way that I can because it also helps us too. And this is a part of our journey. It's not the end. It's not the beginning. Ain't even the middle. And like I always tell you guys on social media and on the air and in everything that I say, we got this and we will get this. It's fine. It's not fine. It. Uh, <sighs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Look at you finishing my sentences and we're not even married yet. <laughs> you guys, I love you so, so much for being ride or dies and listening to the jargon that I put out there on this podcast. I really, really, really from the bottom of my heart and soul hope that this helped you just a little bit. And thanks for listening, you guys. It's really Riley. <laughs>